Welcome to the 11 Dubcast. I'm John Aginter. I'm joined by my special guest co-host, Kevin Harris. How are you doing today, Kevin? I'm doing pretty good, Johnny. I'm really excited to have you because, I mean, first of all, I can't do this solo. I, I get really, you know, scared. I start to sweat. I get really nervous. I need some some calm, comforting person on the other end of the line to be able to help me through this. Uh, Bo right now is in the wilds of Montana with his family. He's probably hunting bears or recreating uh, the Revenant or something like that. I don't really know what's going on, um, but he's doing something fun, I assume. And we're we're stuck here in, in the uh, the less awesome states. And but but we're going to discuss a little bit of Ohio State football. We've got some enthralling basketball action to talk about, which I'm sure Kevin can really illuminate us on about the absolute insanity of the basketball tournament. Um, and then we've got a couple other things that we're going to get into. So this is the 11 Dubcast. Welcome. We are presented by the Dry Goods Store at 11words.com. Um, and I just, you know, Kevin, here's the thing. So before we get into all this other stuff that I want to talk about, this is something that I was thinking about when you agreed to fill in for Bo this week. You, when did you, when exactly did you graduate? Uh, May. May. When, okay. So, so in May. Yeah, so this is going to be your first season in a very long time as a non, <laughs> an extremely long time. Yeah, very long Eight, time. Ten years, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, right. Where you have not been a student at yeah. Ohio State. It, are you? Are you like maybe feeling a little different about it? Is it a different feeling? Is it weird? Like how are, how are you approaching the season coming up? I don't know if I've really, really thought about it that way. I think the weirdest thing for me, um, and this happened before I even graduated, was that uh, a lot of the players are just like younger than me. I think, <laughs> I think like that. Yeah. Came, my first realization was like the 2014 season when I was right. thinking about it, and I was like, "Oh, Ohio State's starting quarterback and running back are both younger than me for the first time in my life." Did that freak you out? It, it, that was weird. And I think at this point, it's like, also, I took five years to graduate. So, like, I kind of feel like it's, like, my time to leave. Um, sure. I think, I think the weirdest thing is that, like, I'm going to watch all of the games on TV. Which is yeah, kinda, well. Which is kind of nice, because TV is great. <laughs> like. Way, way better than trudging your ass all the way to the stadium. Right. Right. Same- no, no, the, don't get me wrong like like games there are great like specifically like like the the big games are great um yeah virginia you know, tech especially is <laughs> yeah I, I think i think this year's penn state game probably tops that virginia tech game sadly sure. i think i think that did it but i mean those games are fun but like honestly like when you're going to a 330 game against like rutgers and you have to miss like the end of the noon games, all of yeah. the three thirty games, and then the start of the eight o'clock games to do like that, like to watch this game that you know is going to be a bloodbath. Like, what what are you doing? You know, and, Kevin, and that sounds like that sounds entitled, and I understand people are saying that, but like, right, like, because it is a privilege to be able to go see these games. But like, when you walk into the stadium and you see every home game for five years, at some point you're just like, okay, I kind of want to stay home. Yeah, well, okay, so the reason why I'm asking you about this, and I, I think that's a really interesting answer, is because I wrote something, I think, I guess it was last week or maybe the week before, and I was talking about the rising prices of tickets. And I talked about how dire and just unbelievably bad 
the September slate of games, especially some of those home games are. Oh yeah, it's atrocious. Uh, it's it's terrible, and and they're playing to some of the worst, absolutely worst teams in the country. And uh, Tim Hall on ninety seven point one asked me to come on a show and talk about it. And I was, you know, I basically echoed what you said. I was like, man, like, you know, it's it's amazing to be at the stadium. And of course, you know, as an alum and, and somebody who's, who went to the college, like it's always going to be special and great. But man, <laughs> and like, I didn't get the chance to talk about it, but I went to, uh, God, because I, you know, I was there from, let's see, I guess the 2003 season through the 2007 season. Cause I mm-hmm. was there for five years as well. Cause I, I did undergrad and, and then my, <laughs> my last home game uh, that I attended was actually the Illinois upset in 2007. So that was great. Mm-hmm. But I went to the Akron game where they were up three to two at halftime. Oh God. And, I remember that. And the game finished 20 to two. And it was one of the most god-awful sporting experiences I can think of in my entire life because there was no way Akron was ever going to win that game. They, Akron yeah. was complete garbage. They obviously had no chance of winning whatsoever. But not only was the game incredibly boring and this awful trestle ball, just garbage that you're watching, but it was like it, the game started, it was like 90 degrees, and then it rained which just this pop-up like rainstorm. And then it was like, it didn't cool things off. It just went back up to 90 degrees, but now the humidity was 90 degrees. And so everybody was just sweating and wet. It was disgusting. And I was sitting there thinking, I think that's the first time that I ever thought I was like, man, this could all be accomplished for my couch. (laughs) This isn't isn't something that is necessary for me to be specifically in this seat, getting rained on and watching this. So I just want to get perspective on it because, I don't know. I just thought I thought that was interesting. Yeah, it's and and I think like partially is like the game day atmosphere kind of sucks too. Like yeah. it's not even like there's anything like exceptionally cool about you know like being at the games. I mean the it, it's not like they I don't know like like there is like don't get me wrong like the band's great like the right. atmosphere's good to a point but like it seems like it's almost good despite all of Ohio State's best best efforts to make it terrible. Well, so, okay, explain that, because I disagree with that premise a little bit, because I I genuinely enjoyed, like, walking around High Street, and I I enjoy, like, I guess my problem was, and what I talked about on the show was, like, I really like watching the games in Ohio Stadium, and I love watching the band and all that other stuff that comes with it, but my problem was, was A, the cost, which can be prohibitive a lot of the time, and B, the facility just isn't, I think, up to par. But everything else I really enjoy. So where, what are you trying to say there then? I think, I think Ohio State in general um, does a – they try to can everything. Um, yeah. Like nothing's, nothing's organic feeling there at all. Like, um, you know, like, like the chants and cheers that at one time like used to be like natural or just happen – are now like prompted by a video board thing. Um, there's a ton of like piped in music. They tell you when to do what, um, you know, they, they don't let the band play before like the kickoff and stuff like that. There, there's just a lot of stuff that like, it seems like it's almost scripted by Ohio state. Um, yeah. And like, and there's a lot of things that they do to try to get like fan participation and stuff like t-shirts and like contests on the field. And I'm like, yo, like I kind of just want to watch the football game and like cheer for the team. Okay, you know, so it's, it's not, it's, 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 
see that's where i'm a little torn because i love that kind of i like not necessarily the can stuff but i i really like for instance i like going to the uh the clippers columbus clippers you know mm-hmm. the minor league, and i love all the stuff that minor league teams do yeah but it's minor league sure. baseball i know i know but i don't you know like i enjoy it like i don't i go to a reds game i, I go to an nfl game and if i saw that stuff i still think it would be kind of funny and like yeah. fun to play around with so i mean i get what you're saying like it doesn't I, I just i just think that they're trying too hard to sell a product that sells itself yeah like you they could not have anything on the scoreboard besides like like straight up just like replays and it would be fine you know and yeah, I, I, just, I think I, I think sometimes they just go overboard I understand where you're coming with that. I, I guess my point is, is that to a certain extent, I agree with that and that it, it doesn't want to, you don't want it to feel fake or prepackaged. But on the other hand, people really expect a lot of that stuff and not necessarily like the, the, you know, the stuff on the video board, but they expect a lot of bathrooms and they expect big seats with backs and they expect, yeah. you know, all the stuff that comes with the amenities of a modern sports arena. And I think that's really what, is going to keep people away. It's not necessarily the fact that it's, you know, it, it's not the product or anything like that. It's just the fact that they would rather sit at home and go to the bathroom whenever they feel like and eat whatever they want. And I think that's the kind of thing that makes it a little difficult. We'll see. I mean, the September, like I said, the September games suck. Yeah. I, and I, yeah, I if think there's going like- to be any indication that the attendance might wane a little bit, I think you're going to see it there, but we'll see. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, I, I still think that Ohio State as a brand is pretty, pretty damn strong, and right. uh, we should see how it plays out. Like, like Michigan comes to town, you're going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that's anybody's got to worry anything about that. I want to ask you, this is the other reason why I'm really glad that you're here, because you have some firsthand experience with the uh, the drama and the chaos and the, the just the sheer emotion that is the basketball tournament, <laughs> <laughs> the most creatively named tournament in yeah, America – tbt um so ohio well i shouldn't say ohio state but ohio state alumni uh with scarlet and gray got bounced by team jimmer for debt um the jimmer they got jimmered uh pretty badly they they lost unfortunately 78 to 100 um couldn't buy a bucket towards the end you know team (laughs) it felt like uh team for debt was just kind of doing what they needed to do um you attended how did you only attend the one game no i went to two i went to the first okay well how to tell me what the atmosphere was like i want to know how electric things were in the stands the two in columbus like it was really loud like it was like louder than a it was like louder than a regular basketball game like i mean that's (laughs) that's very very damning with faint praise but yeah yeah it's 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 a that's a very low bar but like i because me and james got there on friday yeah um i guess yeah we got there and we got there james wanted to come super early so that we would get a seat in the media like the media row because they were careful to tell us like the seating is extremely limited for media and it was actually extremely limited for everyone but um as we were getting there and picking up our credentials we probably got there like four five hours early um because there's other games and stuff going on too uh, there were people trying to buy tickets at the um, at the gate for the Scarlet and Gray game, and they're like, "Nope, we've been sold out since nine this morning." It's, it's crazy. Like, what? <laughs> and, and so, like, <laughs> everyone there was having a good time, and I, it was it was weird. Uh, I, I think Bill Landis said it perfectly. Uh, he he asked a question. He, he called it like a celebration of Ohio State basketball, and 
that's really what it was because like i think last year when i was watching the tournament games like with the team last year it was it was cool but you almost felt like guilty because the team was so trash that it was like <laughs> almost like 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 looking back at these old stars it was like almost made you sad you're like oh look how good ohio state basketball used to be yeah. but then like now they're you know they were um couple games out of winning the big 10 last year uh they're recruiting like insanely well so it's like okay we can celebrate the past now like you know i think there's kind of like a, a guilt it's kind of like the michigan thing where they look back at like their program being awesome in the past but like it blew under like rich rodriguez you know yeah. it's i, I it, it was a sense of guilt last year but now it was just like everything kind of coming together like all the current players were there um you know students were there former players were there thad motto was there um, and just in general, everyone was really excited about it. The players had a great time, you know, uh, and that's, they're just throwing down dunks pregame and stuff. It, it was, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. I think for the purposes of Ohio state, I think that's your best case scenario. I think that's awesome. And you're right. I, I, I love the point that you just made that Ohio state basketball being good now. Right. And, and having a positive upward trajectory now definitely helps, uh, you know, people get, you know, into it and then want to actually root for it and watch it and stuff. Cause you're right. You were 100% right about that. Where if the team sucked, you're like, there's, you know, <laughs> it's like, this is all I got. This is right. what I got to watch. I got to watch Aaron craft, steal the ball five times. Cause this is the only way I can feel joy again. Yeah. Um, you know, and it's the question I had, I mean, I didn't really watch a whole lot of it. I'll, I'll be honest. Do you think that some of the NBA eligible dudes, because Aaron Kraft, you know, he's he's killing it in uh, in Europe, and some of these other guys are going around. Deebler's doing a great job. I think he's still in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that they have a, a way back into the NBA or the D League or something like that, or do you think they're probably pretty happy where they're at? I, I think, I, like I've had this conversation a lot. I think if they really wanted to play in the NBA, they could. Um, you know, like especially like a a, a defensive guy like Aaron Kraft. Nobody's right. going to say no to have like that guy on their bench and stuff. Um, or especially in like their their G League affiliate or something like that, but it, it comes to the point of like why would you do that for Aaron? <laughs> you know, like yeah, like, it, it se- like I don't think people the average person realizes like how much money these guys make overseas. Like I don't know exactly what Aaron Craft's contract is either, um, but I think it was like upwards of a quarter of a million dollars to play in Monaco, right? You know, like, I. And and it's like all expenses paid too, like their housing and food and stuff is paid for. Like why? Why would? And it's stability, you know. Like he's a star. Like he was the defensive player of the year, I believe, this year. And so, like, why would you come back to the United States if you're making solid money to live in Monaco and have a guaranteed job year after year? Why? I think a guy like Sullinger he kind of wants to be in the NBA because I think he firmly believes that he should be in the NBA um, and that he has the skill set to do it. And I think that's just kind of a sense of pride. But for like the other guys, it's like, why would you bounce from roster to roster every year? Yeah. I mean, the thing is like, I, I mean, I love watching these guys play basketball in general. And so I like, I would like to see them in the NBA. I'd like to see more Ohio state players be successful in the NBA uh, I just, you know, you're right. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm Aaron Kraft or I'm John Dubler. Like I'm saying, I really am, you know, chomping at the bit to be like, you know, praying and crossing my fingers to to possibly land on a, like a D league or G league or something roster spot. Like, I just don't think it's worth it. 
Um, right. Cause you're right. Playing in Monaco, getting crap tons of money, getting adulation. And it's not like European basketball is some minor thing that nobody pays attention to. They, they go crazy for it. So I, I think they're making the right decisions and I think they're, you know, they're going to have nice successful careers, even if we're not going to see their highlights on sports center. So right. still a lot of fun to watch them and, and follow them in the TVT. Um, let me ask you this. We, we've we've got a couple other things I want to get to before we get to ask us anything. So there was a uh, an ESPN article talking about this. This is something that you actually wrote on on the site where ESPN ranked the 2002 Ohio State team as the worst national championship team in the past 20 years. That got 277 comments, by the way, on 11warriors.com. <laughs> Can I get your I want to I want to hear your honest opinion about not just the ranking, but the fact that this story was written. So let me, let me give you a peek behind the curtain really quick. <laughs> okay. Um, we're, we're dri- I'm driving to Arby's, believe it or not. That's I, I'm driving to, I'm driving to Arby's and Dan puts in our Slack channel. Maybe this could be for the Scully. And I read the headline and I immediately turn around and start heading back home because I'm seeing in my mind, <laughs> Like, I hadn't even read the thing yet. I just, like, saw what he said about it and read the headline. And I just started heading home because I knew that this has to go online. Right. So, um... So I went back and I mean, 270, whatever comments I get, that's that's exactly the point. Like, you know, ESPN says something about Ohio State that's bad. Like, I'm gonna run it. Um, So, as far as it being an article, it's the middle of the off-season, man. Like, I, I... I get it. You know, it's is is uh as DJ would call it, we're in the midst of subjective list season. Um, <laughs> and so uh I you know, I I don't there's like no basis for that ranking. Um really really for any of those rankings. You're you're ranking national champions, man. Like it's I I, I it's it's kind of baffling as far as off season content goes, but I get it. And uh, I'll happily put it on our site because it's um, throwing ESPN throwing shade at uh, at some uh, Buckeye fans. But um, it got you the the, click. It did. I mean, that's the thing. It did get us the clicks. Yeah. Well, not. Well, I'm just saying. For as far as ESPN goes, like it got people to click on. They're like, oh, I want to see these national champions. I want to see where my team ranks because it's. I mean, again, like I guess the reason why I bring it up and the reason why I think it's funny to talk about is because ESPN is like, what is a list? Because we, we, you know, it's the off-season. we got to have lists. What is the list that we can come up with that will guarantee the maximum amount of eyeballs on this thing? Why don't we rank uh, the largest fan bases, basically? Because that's essentially what's happening. They're, they're yeah. taking the largest fan bases for the most successful teams and saying, get angry about this, guys, and click on it and make sure you like and follow and all that stuff. So I guess my point is, is like, I don't think it's worth getting upset about. I don't know that it's 277 comments worth getting upset about. I also hate saying that because internally I'm also like, this is BS. This is a bullcrap <laughs> list. 2002 has so many NFL players. Like I can't stop myself from caring. Like right. it's really annoying because you look at all the people on the team and I'm like, there's no way. <laughs> it's just, it makes me so mad that it, it like I can get like, like they can flip that switch in me, like it's in like terms drugs, of the fandom. Man. It is. It's so weird, and I just I can't avoid it. So I just I, I wanted to bring that up because that was funny. Before we get to ask us anything, I wanna I wanna do this real quick. Um, Urban Meyer 
has been named the uh, the Bob Evans uh, head breakfast coach. So, look, you're you're an Arby's aficionado. And I don't, we'll get into that in a second. But do you think Bob Evans is the right brand for Urban Meyer in yeah. terms of food, like restaurant? Yeah. Do you think that fits for him? I think it's perfect. Why? As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, that's he, he just looks like a dude that should go to Bob Evans. <laughs> you know, like, like, and they say he regularly goes in, and I absolutely believe oh, that. Oh, I believe that. I believe like, that. Just him with the, the, the fact that, like, that picture of him with the mug and the Bob Evans, like, jacket on, it just, <laughs> it, it fits. Like, it looks like that should be what he wears. I feel and, like. Yeah, I feel like he's the guy who buys like mugs and stuff and, you know, the the stuff that they have prepackaged that's sitting in the refrigerated places, you know, where you you pay for your food. I feel like he's the kind of guy who takes something home with him every single time he goes to buy. Oh, yeah. So that's perfect. That is 100% dead on perfect. And I agree with you. The brand is so perfect with him that like I didn't even realize it until like they said it and I was like, oh yeah, see that makes sense. Like head <laughs> breakfast coach, like yeah, that's Urban Meyer, you know? Right. No, that's I think that's very apropos. So I guess the other question is, and this is where you know we have to to think about it. What are the other brands that these coaches should be stumping for? Like for instance, what should Paul Chris be trying to sell us? Oh God, I don't know. He's really boring. Uh, like staples. Ooh, well, I, I want to stick specifically with food. I, I want to talk food? about like, like what, what restaurants should they, could you huh. picture them just sitting down and just like horking down, you know, a $20 buffet? Yeah. Um... And it could be, it could be anybody. Let's just do it. I'm not going through all bajillion you know coaches here but just yeah i'm just i'm just trying to think of something that would be interesting um because i think mark d'antonio would go to a place like i don't know i think he would go to a place that's mostly just like gristle and meat and just eat it angrily you know like outback steakhouse or something like that and just not enjoy it but just be there and eat the you know whatever's put in front of him yeah um yeah i could see like harbaugh like a denny's oh man I feel like Harbaugh though. Harbaugh's like Harbaugh would go for a place that is irritatingly, you know, expressive and requires someone to like pretend they're enjoying eating there, like Spaghetti yeah. Warehouse or yeah. like Cheesesteak Factory. I think he would be one hundred percent Cheesesteak Factory guy. Where you're like, this is just too much. Like, this is not some place where I actually want to eat food. It's just kind of a place that has to exist because this is the United States of America. Yeah, I think he would be a big Cheesesteak Factory guy. Um, but I, you know, like a guy like James Franklin might just like, you know, something faux classy, you know, yeah. like maybe yeah, like, something like Olive Garden. Yes. Yes. By the way, Kevin, I used to be a waiter at Olive Garden. Fantastic. It... <laughs> don't, don't recommend anyone be a waiter there. Although now it's just pretty much like you have a little screen and then there's like four people yeah, actually working it's, there. It's magic. Yeah. Um, who's, who's the Fazoli's head coach? Oh God, the Fazoli's head coach. Well, I don't, you know, it's got to be somebody who's best in the business. Um, the Fazoli's head coach, I would say, is like Kirk Ferentz, maybe. I can see that. Yeah, I think he might be the Fazoli because, like, Fazoli's, in my opinion, like, I don't, you know, I'm, I haven't been out to Iowa recently, uh, nor will I ever probably. But uh, I feel like Fazoli's is considered to be fine Italian dining. 
and, and large parts of Iowa. So I think I think Kirk Ferentz could definitely get into that. Um, so yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm glad that Urban Meyer started on this new venture. I think it'll be very profitable for him. I know that uh, Bob Evans has been struggling a little bit as of late, talking about you know maybe reducing the size of their restaurants, like in terms of the how many they have. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that helps him out because I have some fond memories of Bob Evans as a kid. That was I was a, I was more of a big boy guy. I was a freshest big boy, oh, but Bob Evans was a boy. solid number two. Um, we need <laughs> Paul Chris to be a good big boy. Actually, he'd be a good big boy. Yeah. <laughs> he'd be a very good representative for that. That'd be pretty perfect. Uh, <laughs> so again, guys, if you're if you're enjoying the Eleven Dubcast, please don't forget to rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Also, you can follow us on Google Podcasts. We're we're everywhere. We're 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 bad. We're nationwide. You can check us out pretty much anywhere at any time. So SoundCloud, you know, iTunes, Google Podcasts, do whatever you need to do. I want to let's get into ask us anything a little bit, Kevin. Are you excited? Are you excited to give people advice and answer their questions? Uh, I hope they're as excited as I you're, am. You're a college graduate. You are a worldly person. That's true. Who, <laughs> who has knowledge and and depth of soul, and you're going to be able to help these people out and answer their very deepest, dar- darkest questions. Uh, this first one is from Alvin. And by the way, if you guys want to send us any questions, please do so. Uh, dubcast at 11warriors.com or at 11dubcast on Twitter. Alvin wants to know, Kevin, what is the best barbecue food to throw in the grill? Hmm. Just throw on on the grill. Not not some prep time. Just throw on the grill. The I think this the hardest to screw up is corn. Grilled corn. Um and I I love Kevin. I said barbecue Uh, food. I didn't say I didn't say vegetable. Corn is not a vegetable, it's a starch. It does it's not meat, is the point, Kevin. Okay, that's fair. Um, you're in you're in you're in oh my god, you're in Georgia right now. You said food, not um not corn meat. is barely you can't even process corn corn just goes that's, in and out basically intact true. but but i need something my different take, my my take was you just said throw it on the grill i and know but you throwing can, something on the grill are you are you okay. a, are you a big griller yourself do you do a lot of I, I do love to grill i do love to grill what's your okay well then let's let's do this what's your favorite thing to grill probably pork chops okay all right well how do you how do you grill your pork chops i'm really um D- depends on how, how I'm feeling. Um, I'll either I'll either do like a, a dry rub with um, some garlic and some black pepper Ooh. and a um, little bit of you know butter them as you go, and it, you get like that garlicky like kind of glazy thing on it. But my right. favorite is I make like a a, a makeshift um, sweet and sour sauce with wow. um, ketchup, vinegar, sugar. And the and uh, cornstarch, you just kind of mix the, that proportionally until you get like a sticky mixture, and then I grill it with, with that on it, and it's delicious. See, that's a fantastic. That's a fantastic answer. And I want to tell you something. I was about to roast the absolute hell out of you as someone who you know. I mean, you're not originally from Georgia, but you grew up in Georgia, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So you've got to have yeah. some some good barbecue tips. I that was see that was great. It was excellent. Uh, I'm a, I like I like a good uh, barbecue chicken. Like I, you know what I think. Honestly, that's the best way to eat chicken. And we sometimes we do a little bit of a, you know, like a seasoning and stuff like that. But uh, just slather it on that barbecue and do a couple layers and turn. I just, I love yeah, it, you, man. You don't have to do a lot to chicken. You don't. You really don't. And it turns out you the, can honestly just salt and pepper that thing up and it's still good. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, well, the, the, the skin will, uh, 
will get nice and crispy, and that gives you your nice flavor. And if yeah, the inside's we, juicy, you're, you're good. Chicken thighs are so cheap, and me and my wife, man, like we just get some of those, throw them on the grill. We like, we'll sometimes we'll marinate them for a little bit, and then we'll like season and then put on some. But oh my god, it's you're you're a dark meat guy. You know what? I not all the time, but I will. You know, when I'm in the mood, when the mood strikes me, I'll definitely go for it because I think it's, okay. you know, it's. I think it's pretty tasty. So barbecue, I mean, barbecue season is, I don't know. I think we've got like maybe three or four months left, but honestly, my family, we would barbecue in a blizzard. Like it's, it's that grill's going to be on no matter what. So, Perfect. um, I'm a pretty big fan of that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm a big chicken guy. So this is the other thing. This is, this is a, a question that we got on, uh, on Twitter and, uh, David wants to know, <laughs> And I'll save the first part of his question for Bogue. He's he's got a, a bit of a bourbon question here, but I want to I want to ask you this. This is uh, about Jim Harbaugh, and in, in speaking of uh, food, speaking of chicken specifically, Jim Harbaugh basically said that he will not eat chicken. And I'm gonna I'm gonna quote uh, former uh, Michigan quarterback Wilton Spate here. He says uh, Harbaugh will not eat chicken quote because it's a nervous bird. He thinks some type of sickness injected its way into the human population when people began eating white meats instead of beef and pork, Spate says. And he believes it 100%. Do you believe it, Kevin? No, not no? particularly. No, I don't, this, I don't really way, buy that one. This, has, has Jim Harbaugh's uh, particular shtick become less endearing over time? Are you, are you less impressed by the fact that he thinks that, you know, chicken is some kind of demon bird that's destroying the human, you know, genome. Is that less fun for you? I'm convinced more every day that it's actually not a shtick and this is just who he is. And the more that that comes out, like the more fascinated I become, you know, like, like, cause like, the first while where he was, where I started hearing about him when he was like in the 49ers, I thought like, all right, this dude's just like, you know, like he's, he's playing the game and he's kind of just like, you know, a jerk. And, um, but like the more, I think, especially when he went to Michigan, the more insane things that he does with a completely straight face. And then whenever he's questioned on it, he kind of just like is confused as to why he's even questioned on it. Right. Like, the more I realize that, oh God, like this is just who he is as a guy. And so like the more stuff that gets added to that, like I, I think I would get tired of it if I genuinely thought that like he was just like being a character, but like this is just who he is. Yeah. And I'll never stop. He can't stop. No, he can't. That's who he is. I think here's the thing. And what I guess bothers me a little bit about Jim Harbaugh, maybe not bothers me about him specifically, but just the situation is if he weren't, Michigan's coach if he were coaching at like a Mac school or if he coached at Texas Tech or if he was at I don't know Vanderbilt or some other place that doesn't have a huge expectation of winning or excellence and all this other stuff he would be probably my favorite coach in the United States oh yeah just because he's insane but at Michigan it's starting to become a little bit tiring for me just because they don't there the success hasn't really shown itself on the field and you're like okay dude like at a certain point you've got to stop <laughs> like trying to like i mean again this is from wilton spate and whatever and he's he's yeah. not jim harbaugh isn't pushing this story on the media but i i get a little tired when i don't see the wins because it's not as fun for me yeah um, no, like like the first couple of years i thought it was great because like 
I genuinely thought this guy was going to come in and like, you know, push Urban for, for you know, some close games and stuff. But that hasn't right. actually really happened very much. So. Yeah. Well. Okay. So let's let's get into this. Let's slide a little bit into the last part here. I want to ask you before we get out of here. Camp starts on Friday. We've got everybody coming in. I'm really excited to see. Uh, you know, like the the beauty pageant that we have every year. You know, mm-hmm. where <laughs> you know we're always trying to. Say, oh, what's this guy looking like? like what shirts he wearing? Liam McCullough, Liam McCullough, MVP of the check in. Um, I think should be pretty good. Um. Hopefully we've got like the Inception shirt rocking. It should be pretty good. Yeah, we're like three times deep now. Yes, I'm really excited for that, and that's really the only thing that I give any sorts of crap about with the the whole check in um, at the Blackwell. But so, what's what's your biggest thing for fall camp? What are you really looking forward to, and what do you want to see specifically, uh, especially in terms of like storylines and then you know what will be a good sign that says that Ohio State has it on track for 2018. Uh, I think they need to figure out there, there's just a couple positions that they really need to lock down. Um, center is one, uh, safety is one. Yeah. And then tight end is kind of one. Um, <laughs> is I, it, I, I say kind of, because I think they're fine. Um, you know, that like they've said that Luke Farrell's like the de facto starter right now, but right. I think that's more like the fact that he's starting tells me that they really don't have much because all he can really has really shown that he can do so far is block. So it's like the, that to me is them kind of just punting being like, eh, we'll, we'll figure it out next year. You know, he's just gonna, he's just gonna be an extra tackle, you know? But, um, so I, I'm curious to see about that. Uh, I think the safety spot is for sure. The, um, the biggest storyline going into this, like who's actually gonna, gonna win that. Um, who do you I think, think like, is the inside track on that? It, it's definitely, like, definitely got to be Isaiah Pryor right now. Right, um, right. And I, I think day one, he will be the starter. But I would not be shocked to see uh, Josh Proctor push him throughout the season. Um, you know, I, I think he is freakishly athletic. Um, he's a playmaker. And I think if he gets playing time early, especially against, you know, they're starting against Oregon State, like, it's not going to be a you know, barn burner of a game. Um, I, I think there's a chance that he could like flash, make some plays early. And by the end of the season, he's kind of the guy, you know, you get like the, the, um, how like Von Bell took a long time, but like by, uh, by uh, the orange bowl, he kind of passed Pitt Brown. And I, I think it could be something like that. Um, yeah. But I, I would expect prior to be the starter at the beginning of the season. I think, I mean, I think the biggest thing for them at that position is they want a dude who is going to be like a ball hawk. And they, they saw what they can get out of that with like Bell and, and Hooker and all these other guys. And they're like, you know what? We want a dude who can replicate something like that. And I think right. they'll go with whoever kind of gives them that. Um, but there's going to be a lot of rotation. And the other thing that I think is interesting, and, and this goes back, you know, everybody's going to be talking about the quarterback. There's not a battle anymore, but everybody wants to know what the relationship is with Haskins and his wide receivers and, and how well they're meshing and getting along. But to me, it's not Dwayne Haskins. Isn't even really the story. Like, I think he's kind of, I don't want to say he's a known quantity because he, he really hasn't, you know, you can throw a guy into Michigan, but that's just such a weird, unique situation. But to me, honestly, it's going to be more about how much help he's going to get from the wide receivers to, to pull him through, 
points in time where he's maybe having like those hiccups where you're like, okay, yeah, this guy really is like really starting for the first time. Like, I'm really curious to see how much help he's going to get because you've got a situation where you're coming from a dude who's been around forever and, you know, was getting not a lot of help from the wide receivers in general to a point where you need the wide receivers Mm -hmm. to be kind of, helping a younger guy out. So it's, it's a total role reversal. I'm really interested to see how that plays out and see who steps up and, you know, acts as a leader. And of course, obviously, I mean, you've got some a ton of talent coming back. So I think that's going to help him enormously, but I just want to see what that relationship is um, yeah. through fall camp. And if those guys really develop that, so that should be fun. Also fun. Kevin Harris was having you on the dubcast this week. I really appreciate you uh, coming on and, and talking to some Ohio state sports some uh the basketball tournament some barbecue it was pretty good man we're gonna we're gonna have to have you on during the season two and and see everything's going oh yeah it was fun and for all you guys we will see you next week